Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you. Welcome back, Dr. Paul. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Traveling the raring, world. Raring, <laughs> yeah. Finding out uh, what's going on out there and yeah. seeing how happy or sad the people are. Uh-huh. You know, there's a, a couple of things going on on the, uh, on the news because a lot of statistics and analysis that we make, we think, well, you know, this is going to have to calm down. Things aren't that bad right yeah. now, and uh, the statistics are better. And yet at the same time, there's an exaggeration of there's a great need for this, and we uh, you can't let anybody go back to work, and they need re-education, and all these things going on, how, how bad it is. And uh, we'll try to put that all into a perspective because sometimes uh, it, it's the subject, which is the COVID uh, infection is the one issue, but the other one might be the more tough job that we have is analyzing, coming down on fully understanding the reaction to it. Yeah. Who Does anybody have an ax to grind? You know, is there any benefits from this? Uh, there are, uh, you know, reputations to be protected, salaries to be protected, the whole works. And just think about how many people have uh, literally had to make a decision of giving up their, their jobs uh, in, in order to uh, stand on principle and, and, and not take the government uh, mandates on, on medication. And this is in spite of the fact that uh, there's some of us, I, I, I certainly endorse the idea that a little bit less interference would have probably clarified this a lot sooner because uh, this is not the first time the, the world has gone through a epidemic and sometimes I think that uh, word has been used uh, loosely especially pan epidemic and you know mm -hmm. uh, and, and the statistics that have been distorted over the years on how many cases there were and and how beneficial the vaccines are and it goes on and on so it's uh, it's really a job of sorting out the truth from fiction and why do people why do people uh, uh, fib on this stuff and of course in politics if things become political that's their job you know yeah. is to fool the people in order to promote uh, their, uh, their, their their fallacies. And, uh, of course, it's worse than ever. I didn't think it was nearly as bad when I was in Congress to, uh, you know, uh, to, to deceive the people as much as they do. But I think that's been around for a long time. Right now, though, it's, uh, it's getting vicious. And I see that as a consequence of the bankruptcy we're facing, the moral bankruptcy and the, and the fiscal bankruptcy, the financial bankruptcy, that uh, they're up against against the wall and they're not quite willing to admit, well, let's say this spending is a bipartisan thing should be dealt with because it's going to get much, much worse. But but the whole thing is, is it, it, nobody's going to touch that. Nobody really, oh, you mean you have to cut spending? Mm. Well, no, there's, let's find another way. Well, we'll talk a little bit today about uh, some of the things that this kind of a system invites, and that is uh, politics. Once you take, whether it's medicine, education, whether, and turn it over to the politicians, there's going to be political corruption, and there'll be uh, monetary corruption. And I think this is where we are. There's a lot of activity going on. We want to talk about uh, you know, a company that probably hasn't hurt uh, financially in the uh, last year or so, yeah. a company called Pfizer. and you know, there was somebody from the FDA uh, quit quit the FDA and went over and became a big shot at Pfizer. I yeah. bet he's making a couple, a couple bucks too. Yeah, yeah. So that's 
that's what's going on here now. And uh, I, I think the newest thing that came up that we want to talk a little bit about is there was a committee set up uh, to study, you know, the uh, the vaccine for children. Yeah. That's already been decided. Yeah, we already bought <laughs> it. <laughs> they already bought all the vaccines, yeah. and then they pretend they're going to make these decisions. But now I guess uh, they had or are having a meeting here, an advisory committee meeting. Yeah. But the story came out that uh, maybe the advisory committee has nothing to do with seeking seeking the truth about things and giving good advice. It looks like it was uh, something there to support the position of the authoritarians who believe uh, in, in a righteous sense that they are involved in saving humanity and that the common man who, you know, these common people who still believe in natural immunity. We, we have to know how to combat that kind of stuff, even if it takes re-education. So this is where they are. But right now, what they have found out that a lot of the advisors, I don't know, if probably every single one of them on this committee advising Pfizer, uh, and we're predicting, we have this tough prediction, that they probably will you know, advised to just go ahead and give them all those shots because kids need the shots. We need to protect the kids, even if the kids are already protected by natural uh, forces. But that's beside the point. As a matter of fact, that's a, that's a negative in itself. You, you don't even have the right to discuss uh, natural immunity, uh, you know, in, a, in an academic setting. They, they consider this a, a, a crime in many ways. Uh, you can get into big trouble. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with this committee is going to give the advice. And unfortunately, unless the American people wake up a little bit more, their kids are going to get a lot of inoculations. And there's a lot of unknowns about the consequence of taking all these inoculations. Well, the meeting took place, it was a virtual meeting on October 26th, uh, and we noticed this on Zero Hedge, which was, which was very interesting, and it's a well, pretty well-documented uh, piece of research talking about the potential conflicts of interest. You know, there has already been a lot of criticism about the FDA, the study that the FDA cited uh, to bolster its, to, you know, to back up its decision that children 2 to 11 should take the shot. As you mentioned, we already paid for it. Um, there's been a lot of criticism. It was a very small group. There are a lot of other parts that we can't get into. But the one thing we do want to get into is the makeup of this board that had the initial uh, uh, okay of the vax. And let's look at this first clip because this is from the FDA's own website. Food and Drug Administration Center for Biologics uh, Evaluation and Research Office of Vaccine Research Review. 170th meeting of vaccines and related biological products advisory committee. October 26th, and I don't have the whole thing, but this is just to show you that this is their document from their website. And let's just go over a couple of the members, the more, the more seemingly egregious. We already know that, as you say, Scott Gottlieb, uh, who was the head of the FDA, is now on the board of Pfizer. There are plenty of revolving doors between the FDA and Pfizer. But on this particular panel itself, it's pretty interesting. Okay, starting with the acting chair, and we saw his name up there, Dr. Arnold Monto. He's been a paid, he's a paid Pfizer consultant as recently as 2018, so he's been paid by Pfizer. Committee member Archana Chatterjee worked on a Pfizer-sponsored research project on vaccines for infants. Myron Levine, he mentored R R Rachel Simpson, uh, Simon, who was Senior Director of Vaccine Research and Development at Pfizer. 
Uh, Gita Swamy, chair of Pfizer-sponsored and funded, quote, Independent Data Monitoring Committee for Pfizer Group B Steptococcus Vax Program. It's a mouthful. Greg Sylvester was, had previously served as VP, vice president for Pfizer vaccines. And that's just the most obvious. And you say, okay, maybe they're not corrupt. But if you look at a panel that has this many connections to Pfizer, and you look at the company that's going to benefit the most from this uh, ruling that they can be given to kids, and if it doesn't raise an issue, then I don't think you're paying attention. You know, it's just a coincidence, though, that you have a Gottlieb who was running the FDA, all of a sudden is in charge, in many ways, you know, a Pfizer, and, uh, and they're thinking people should look at this and say, well, this should be very objective. This will be helpful. This will reassure the people who have some concerns about this. But these are the experts, and uh, they're, they're, they're experts in the specialized ac accounting is what they're an expert yeah, in. Yeah. So that this is... Um, not likely to lead to good things, but I don't think the fight is over. You, you know, this whole thing about uh, how people are resisting, um, you, you know, lockdown and uh, and, and vaccinations, uh, and that they're walking off their jobs, and and people are starting to resist at uh, school board meetings and things like this. So maybe this isn't over yet. But uh, if the parents well, the parents are starting to wake up that, you know, the school system and the government system don't they, they don't really protect their children, that there there will have to be some resistance, because if the switch is turned on tomorrow and it may have already been turned on, they're going to start this whole thing out. But uh, I don't I think that's the only thing left. There's no court ruling. There's yeah. no election that's going to change this. It has to be an immediate reaction to what's going on. And if the parents are content with this and they they don't want to look into it's too complicated uh you know it's, it's going to happen and unfortunately the overwhelming power and control because the propaganda machine is going to make somebody you know if you have an organization that's advising parents don't let them do it don't give it to them don't give them to them, you know they're they're in, in really big trouble and there'll be plenty of uh articles out about uh you know how horrible parents are that they won't give their kids and uh save them from this op from this possibility that less than one tenth of one percent they might they might get very sick from yeah. this you know it, it's a, it's amazing what the, what they've gotten away with so far but uh, all I can say is uh, the only thing left is the resistance from the people just like the resistance are cropping up in other areas of the economy and people are willing to take to take risks speaking out and actually uh, they put their uh, jobs on the line you know, you think with a panel like this, you would not have every single person to be absolutely in favor of it. You think you'd, even just for the appearance's sake, have a couple of skeptics, a couple of people who aren't too sure whether the kids need it, particularly, as you point out, when you talk about their risk profile of children 2 to 11, particularly healthy children 2 <coughs> to 11, that, thank God, don't get sick from this. Uh, but no, it's totally packed. They're not even trying to give the appearance of being objective. But here's something, now Chris and I talked about this yesterday, but I have to put this in front of you as a doctor because this is something that was said by one of the voting members. If we can put it on the screen. This was said at that meeting on the 26th. Dr. Eric Rubin, statement on the safety of the Pfizer vax when talking about children. Here's what he said, quote, we're never gonna learn about how safe the vaccine is until we start giving it. Now, how does that strike you? Does that strike you as the science? 
That sounds like um, propaganda. Yeah. Propaganda. What, what a way to convince people of what's, what we should be doing. Can you, can you imagine what they have to give them? To, if you used every substance like that, yeah. you know, okay, uh, we, we, have, uh, we have this cow's milk and we have this thing. Everybody has to drink it to prove that it doesn't. Yeah. It's proving a negative is what they're trying to do. Yeah. So I have another thing to go on to if you're yeah. ready. I heard you're ready to get a new passport. Uh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You don't want this one. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, it was a great first for cultural Marxists this week. <laughs> uh, first ever that the U.S. government, I think it says, it says United States. Yes. It, it's an official passport official, official. where they can really reach the truth that uh, people who don't know what they are, they if they don't know whether they're female or male, you know, most people still think in terms of boys and girls, men and women, Generally. you know, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and yet, ninety nine percent of the promoters of uh, of this nonsense, uh, you know, claim you nobody knows. Yeah. So therefore, the government's going to help them sort it out. So they've created the first passport. Guess what? If you're really confused and you don't want to say I'm a boy, I'm a girl, or I'm a man, I'm a woman, you can say. Uh, you, you know, I'm X. X. <laughs> I'm not. You know, that's what. It's part of this uh, thing that I put on about the nihilism. You're, yeah. You aren't anything. Yeah. So they're not anything. XX stands for nihilism. Yeah. You know uh, that uh, you're not going to have it. And then you have this confusion. Well, uh, how do you how do you separate tax-supported athletics between boys and girls if one's a biological boy running as a biological girl? Yeah. That that proposes a problem, and that does wake up a few people because it's so silly but that that's that's considered a great thing that has happened a, a, a great gender and they do it in the name of freedom yeah. you, you know what about that if you let's say that it is justified because they they need this freedom of choice and uh, in a private setting, this might uh, hold some water but this is a a choice that they have so if uh, if, if, if this is for the freedom of that individual and protecting his civil liberties, what about the civil liberties of all the people that, uh, you know, have to suffer the consequence from people by controlling your language and what you do and who you hire and who you fire and everything else? You, you might have, if you have 100 people and one, one wants to be X, what you do is you violate the rights of the 99. Yeah. This, that's uh, this whole thing. You know, I, I, libertarianism isn't this complex. And you can do what you want. You can call yourself XYZ if you want, whatever yeah. you want. But uh, unfortunately, un under this thing, then, then we have to contend with the uh, vaccine passports, this yeah. whole thing of control. And uh, this is opening up. This, uh, this is not a victory for libertarianism and freedom of choice. Well, if you follow the State Department at all on, on Twitter or any of their social media accounts, it is the most woke place you can imagine. Yesterday they gave a speech about Gender Fluid Day and how wonderful it is, you know, and uh, so it's, it's, a, it's a mess. Uh, as you say, people should be able to call themselves whatever the heck they want, but this is something that's being shoved down our throats, because, something yeah, different. It has consequences. Yeah. So let's move uh, oh, back a little bit to, to vaccines and COVID. And you had a piece, I think, that uh, Paul Craig Roberts had written that we're going to tee this off with. Yeah, yes, and uh, I th he made a very, very good point that uh, I, I wanted to make here. 
And that is, uh, and it's not complex. Yeah. And sometimes you don't have to have the complexity to really bring something out. But he he was uh, he was challenging the concept that uh, people say that uh, they're they'll get, they, you know even though the statistics are on our side of what's yeah. going on, but still there's going to be pockets of things. And so they say, well, what what, what we should what we should do is you know check out why why this is popping up and. Uh, and it, I don't know how they came up with, but the conclusion is that the cases are breaking out where they have too much freedom and then too much freedom of association. Well, if that's the case, that, that defies all the statistics that we reported for a year and a half on the states that didn't lock down and they didn't have more, uh, more disease. So uh, it isn't uh, his, his argument. And I tend to agree with, with this argument to a degree, at least it needs to be heard, and that is the complication and these, and these variants are more likely uh, a consequence of the vaccinations, the vaccines. Getting all these vaccines is, is liable to give some of these variants that are popping up. But no, the authorities say, you're wrong. We have to straighten you out. We have to educate you. It is due to too much freedom of association, and we have to curtail this. Yeah, that's that's what they're claiming. And one of the things we wanted to talk about is Denmark, because in uh, actually Alex Berenson sent something out this morning about this. Because the problem, and as you say, the statistics are bearing this out without question. We're talking about the UK. We're talking about Israel, and now we're talking about other countries. Uh, where it seems that the higher vax rate is not changing. In fact, right. the percentage of people in the hospital with COVID who are vaccinated continues to increase uh, substantially. So the idea that there are isolated breakthrough cases is simply not borne out by the facts that we're seeing. And let's look at this next clip because this is what uh, Berenson sent around this morning. Uh, okay, now this is just a month ago and everyone's celebrating. Denmark lifts all COVID restrictions, crediting high vaccine uptake, NBC News. Here's the Guardian. Denmark lifts all COVID restrictions as vaccinations top 80%. So that, that's up to where Fauci wants. 80% of everyone has gotten this victory. We've you know, claimed victory over the virus. But let's look at the next clip. Because unfortunately, virus gonna virus. And that's what we're seeing. A huge uptick in cases in Denmark, despite the fact that they're all vaccinated. So what does the government, what do the health officials do? Do they say, you know what, we really got this wrong. We really blew it. This whole, this whole uh, vaccine is, is not working out. Let's try something different that might work. Maybe have some treatments, et cetera. No, let's look at the next clip. Here's what the authorities say. It's your fault. This is RepublicWorld.com. Denmark health minister says lockdown is likely if people don't get vaccinated as COVID cases rise. Well, the fact is they were just celebrated for being so vaccinated and they're all still getting it. So something is wrong. We don't pretend we have the answers. But when you look at this, if you have any kind of a facile mind, you scratch your head and say something doesn't make sense. Well, the words that the uh, health minister used 
is we need to, under these circumstances they're worried about, we need to shut down society. <laughs> if, that if, worked. If, if, if more people don't get vaccinated. They're just really obsessed on this vaccin vaccination. And I think the scaremongering of vaccination uh, is, is related to the passport issue, you know, control of people. And uh, there's too, too many people have gone along with this, even though there's a growing number of people who are resisting. But they just go, go along with this that, uh, you know, I can't do this. But, but still, still the image of what I have are the large gatherings in the last couple of months. Yeah. 100,000 people and, and people are coming out. I, I understand the people at race car uh, events are, are pretty uh, independent minded. Yeah, too. they do. They have some interesting chance. <laughs> but you're right. Well, how come how come in Texas it's, it's down like this when we had these massive football games? Texas A&M, University of Texas, hundreds of thousands of people. If that's the problem, people getting out is a problem. We should be spiking like crazy, but we're not. And here's another example, because we're seeing this over and over. Let's look at this next clip. This is from the Irish Times. It's fascinating. Waterford City District has state's highest rate of COVID-19 infections. So you think that the answer would be go out and get your shot. What's your problem? Well, if you look down there at what I have highlighted then toward the bottom, Waterford City has one of Ireland's highest rates of vaccination against COVID-19. Waterford's rate of vaccination is 99.7% vaccinated, yet they have a 14-day rate of 1,100 per 100,000, the highest in the entire district of Ireland. Something is happening, and we don't know what it is, as Bob Dylan said. Um, it's very, very confusing. If the answer is everyone get vaccinated, well, here's a place where everyone did, and now they have the highest rate of infection. And their conclusions aren't quite what we think they should be. <laughs> More lockdowns. <laughs> yes. Get your fifth booster. You know, I have two other items, and they sort of go together because people are concerned about this. But now, uh, you know, it's we talk about what goes on in Australia and Denmark and different places. But this is what's happening here. One, one article says Biden's next tactics for forcing the vaccine is counseling. Yeah. Counseling. Uh, you to do as as he says. Yeah. And then the other one is CDC director. That's the same outfit. About unvaccinated police government workers, they want to send them for education and counseling. That sounds pretty bad. To Sinister, me. doesn't but it? It, yeah. it sounds horrible. But you know what I think is is sort of something you, you have to just make the point because, Ron, what are you saying? You say the answer to so many of our problems is education. People understand, you know, this and this and that. I know, but propaganda and, and deception and lying, that's not education. So they're going to do this. And this is propaganda. This is, uh, you know, the, the psychiatrists were very busy in fascist Germany, yeah, you know, yeah. to re-educate people. And uh, so they know that ideas are important, but uh, bad ideas are bad and good ideas is or the solution and is this going to be a judgment call from the people and uh, and, and, and people can't sort this out if they depend on the nihilism of, of uh, fascism and uh, Marxism uh, they'll have to look for a higher law and some personal morality and what's going on with the character of the people because otherwise you you won't be able to sort this out so there's no government official no regulatory official no 
educational system at all that's going to all of a sudden come up with every one of these answers. But uh, I think the goals are very, very important. These goals are wrong. And I think that uh, the goals that are associated with the understanding of the principles of personal liberty and personal responsibility has to be the way to go. And it certainly would uh, give us a much better opportunity to, to reach peace and prosperity than this, uh, this answer of try the authoritarian approach. If it doesn't work, more, 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 yeah. because we just haven't done enough. We'll vaccine, we'll vaccine. And oh, yeah, well, we just didn't give enough. With one, oh, we, that, that one shot they needed. We, we, well, we, we decided we needed a booster. Oh, that didn't do so well. Uh, and of course, they don't really count the complications. You're not allowed to count the complication of a booster shot until two months after they've had it, after yeah. a lot of the things fall. And now two doesn't satisfy. They want to have three. So if you have, if you have uh, they're saying that you're not vaccinated uh, until you ha at least have uh, you know two vaccinations. Well, what if there's three and you take them away? Oh, you're unvaccinated. Yeah. I mean, you you talk about arbitrary uh, definitions and uh, and principles. Uh, this is make us say anything they want, uh, as long as they have more guns uh, and um, more lies that are perpetuated. People have to really be willing to challenge the philosophic principles of what they hear, you know, whether it's coming from the television or whether it's coming from the internet or whether it comes from our program, they should look at it and challenge it and then try to make a decision because we, um, I, I still vote for allowing people to go to football games and having a good time. Yeah, well, Fauci said yesterday that uh, some people are going to need a fourth shot now. So three's oh, not even enough. I, uh, why did you tell me that? I hadn't heard that one yet. But this grip of totalitarianism in every aspect of our life, which is why it's called totalitarianism, is if you can't see it, then again, you must be blind. Because you're talking about if you don't want to have a shot, for whatever reason, it's a medical treatment. Maybe you've already had it. Maybe you have severe allergies to taking a shot, whatever it may be. They don't care if you don't want to take, but they're in a bind because throughout the country, and you talk about trucking, Chris and I talked about this yesterday, I think there are 80,000 truck drivers short in the country right now. That's the estimate. They need 80,000 more drivers. And if they enforce this VAX mandate, uh, the Truck Drivers Union uh, Association estimated that probably a third of the truck drivers that we have will quit. So you're going to have a country without anyone to drive the trucks. So that's a real problem. And so the administration has had to sort of back down of saying, everyone is fired if you don't take it. So now what they're doing is even more insidious. If you don't want to take it, we're going to send you to a special camp where you can sit and think about it in privacy, right? In solitude until you decide that you want to go take that shot and do your work. I mean, this is really bad stuff. This isn't America. <laughs> it is a real pity. Um, I want to f finish very briefly with one comment. Maybe I'll get a comment from you from it because I like to see the split in the enemy's camp. You know, you have, uh, you know, sometime the CDC might disagree with, uh, uh, you, you know, the FDA or something like that. They, and, and there is some of that where eventually it gets so bad that you'll have a mayor and a, and a governor, you know, switch, with switch sides for various reasons. But here, here's one that um, is interesting because uh, it's not that they ran the show on this whole lockdown, but there's been uh, a pretty much agreement with 
with uh, with the Vatican, you know, going along with uh, a lot of this activity. Oh, yeah. But the, uh, the headline here is the Vatican spawns Biden by abruptly canceling live coverage of a meeting with with the Pope. Hmm. And um, that that did, you know, you could maybe spin it in a way and say, well, maybe that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to tell you the truth, I just got a little bit confused on that, on why exactly. Uh, and it says it, it indicated that the Pope was the one that canceled, canceled the minute mm-hmm. uh, the meeting. But uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's too bad that. Uh, you know, the practice of medicine hasn't drifted to this point because we're talking about the practice of yeah. medicine is what we're yeah. talking about. You know, 90% of what's going on, everything is justified by medicine. You know, lockdowns yeah. and what medicine you're allowed to take and what you're prohibited from doing. And then, it, and then of course, in our lockdown, they kept people out of the churches. You yeah. could go to the bar, but you couldn't go to the churches. <laughs> so religion did get involved in that. And, uh, of course, uh, I think religion, when it's... Uh, 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 you, you know, part of a libertarian philosophy, it does not provide problems like that. Well, they might, you might just be worried that uh, Biden's going to try to sniff his hair or something. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, have you pretty go. loopy lately. Well, I want to end on a high note, Dr. Paul, on my on my side of the uh, aisle here, uh, which is to show some video from France. This came out this morning. The French, uh, you would never know if you watch the mainstream media, but all through Europe, there are massive, massive protests against the vaccine passport. People don't want it. The governments don't care. But here's an interesting tactic, and they always have creativity and great tactics on their side. Uh, French people are storming stores that are enforcing the Green Pass, the vaccine passport. They're filling up their carts, and then they're leaving them blocky. Let's look at this clip. Let's look at the video, and you'll see they're leaving them, walking out with their carts, blocking the store. This is civil disobedience. They pack their carts full of stuff, and then they have an organized protest. And they're all shouting liberty, liberty, liberty <laughs> as they walk out of the store leaving carts full of things. Now that is one way of protesting this that doesn't harm anyone that makes a very good point. <laughs> it's so, good. That's all for me, Doctor. Yes, I think this passport thing is well known and we talk about it and uh, it, it is very symbolic of what's happening and then the vaccines being involved. Uh, with with the passports. But there's another item that is near the top of the list of the things that we have to be concerned with because it's uh, it also deals with the passports on how you how you how you how you uh, issue the passport and one thing that puts a monkey wrench in their plans to issue the passport is uh, the, the people will wake up and say, well, you know, I, I've had the disease and I've checked and I have the antibodies. Uh, why are you making me take a vaccine? And they do that. And the people are starting to ask questions. So, so the, the issue of nat- natural uh, immunity uh, is something that's very real. I imagine most doctors that are in my age group, when we went to medical school, I'll bet they all learned uh, something in a very similar fashion about uh, vaccines. There were, sometimes you could make a vaccine and sometimes you couldn't make a vaccine. Uh, you know, the, uh, the cold vaccines never worked and there was a reason for that. And, and so it, it is something that, but now they, they uh, 
you know, they don't come right out and say there's no such thing as natural immunity. It's just that it doesn't count. We're going to ignore you. Yeah. you uh, so you still have to you still have to take a, a vaccine shot in, in order to get your your passport. But uh, I don't know if anybody's keeping good statistics on that. But I'm just wondering uh, when the when they'll measure and let us know on a daily basis. How many refuse to take take the booster in the last uh, week every every week? Because that's that's what eventually he's going to have to say. But you know what? If we said that in public, we we could get into trouble yeah. because we're telling we're telling people they should ch be challenged by you, you know public health uh, advice coming from our government. <laughs> because they have committees to study this. You know, they set them up and they are totally unbiased. They're scientists. They put the best scientists in there to teach us how, how to take care of this. And, uh, and so we should be relaxed. And you know, unfortunately and sadly, there's a lot of people that uh, want to, and they've been taught to, uh, you know, live within the confines of the government and they, they want to go along with it. And many of them do uh, because they want to believe and they don't want to have to get into this fight uh, but uh, maybe right now we'll see more people going to school board meetings that school issue I guess that was in Virginia and it's ongoing that is that is a big issue as far as I'm concerned you know of, uh, of the, the uh, and then and then and then that introduces the whole notion of the uh, of the J Justice Department you know and the uh, FBI you know being becoming an arm you know, of the government to uh, try to, to, to uh, you know, enforce social conditions and uh, Marxist ideas and this cultural changes. And uh, so people that 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 made the major networks and a lot of people have seen that. And uh, my prediction is that that has helped to waken up a lot of people. So hopefully those instances will be continue to be covered. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the uh, Liberty Report. Uh, we feel very pleased that you continue to support our efforts. And uh, in spite of very often the negative news came out, and today was uh, pointing out some things that aren't exactly encouraging. But at the same time, the numbers are better. There, there's people joining us all the time, and more and people will look at this. And just for pragmatic reason, that it's better to live in a free society to live in a slave society. People just have to know the difference. People do, deep down in their heart, rather be free, but they're convinced that, oh, well, that, that can't happen. You guys, you libertarians, everybody would starve to death and there'd be no medical care. Well, do you like Fauci running your medical, medical care? I'll tell you what, I can serve you some private medicine that is far superior to the Fauciism that we have to live with today. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about liberty and freedom of choice. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, if you're seeking uh, peace and prosperity, that's the way to go. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.